Welcome to the IY Podcast. Each week we will post the great messages that are preached at our Friday night services. So if you missed it or you just want to listen back again, this is the place for you. Let's get into it. Everyone say, Jesus is my miracle. That's what we're talking about tonight. But we've talked about a bunch of things about what Jesus is for us. And what I'm actually going to do right now is I'm going to systematically work through every single one and remind us all, and you're all going to say it out loud. Ha! Huh. Everyone say, Jesus is my creator. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is my example. Jesus is my teacher. Jesus is my healer. And one more time, Jesus is my miracle. That's what we're up to tonight. Tomorrow, sorry, not tomorrow, next week, the last week, is the final Jesus is my, okay? So be there or you'll forever be unsure about what the last thing that Jesus is my is, okay? So what I'm doing tonight, okay, is I'm going to talk for a pretty short amount of time, to be honest. I don't think it's going to go for very long. I have 20 minutes and I probably won't use all of it. I'm going to read a lot of Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to read a lot of Bible. And we're going to talk a lot about Jesus. And uh, then what I'm going to do is we're going to have a chance to really toss over, like, what are we going to do with what we're hearing today from Jesus, okay? I'm honestly about to read a lot of the Bible, okay? Now, I didn't have it on the screen, okay? Now, there's two reasons for that. One, because I forgot to send the words to the people. And the other reason is because when I am, like, telling, like, a story from the Bible, I like it if you guys have the freedom to sit there and just imagine in your head what is happening. Because all of the stuff that you hear from the Bible, we learn about it. The Bible is not a storybook. It's a historical document. This is like real stuff. The stuff that we hear from the Bible is not made up to send a kid to sleep good night. And it's not very good night kid stuff. It's like, Jesus was whipped on the back. And it's like, oh my gosh. And the kid's like, okay, no, no. It's like, you know, no. Okay. Um, not going to work. This is real stuff. So I'm about to read a bunch of stories about Jesus, okay? And there's kind of a thread through all of them that I want us to get a hold of. But can you all just commit with me right now to remembering as you're hearing this that this is not a story. This happened once upon a time on this earth, like relatively not that long ago, like you know, a couple thousand years ago. Sounds like a lot, to be honest. But I mean, hey, it's already almost 2020 and that's just unbelievable. So can we do that? Can we pay attention and just really soak in the Word of God? I'm just going to pray real quick. God, I thank you for your Word, and I thank you that it doesn't return void, that it's not a storybook, God, but it is living, it is active, and it is going to do something with us tonight. It is going to speak into each of us individually like only your Word can. And God, I just pray that right now uh, you would speak through me as well. Amen. Matthew chapter 9, verse 18 to 31 from the Message Version. A local official appeared, bowed politely. This is before Jesus, all right? A local official appeared before Jesus, bowed politely, and said, my daughter has just now died. Can someone drop an F in the chat? Because this dude's daughter has just died. <laughs> I just love, sorry, I know that I said I'm going to, but I just got to stop. This guy walks up to Jesus, and remembering this is real, this happened in history, Oof, right? That's a, that's a big F, right? Okay, so let's read. 
My daughter has just now died. If you come and touch her, she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, his disciples following along. Just then, a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, 12 years, that is a really long time. Sorry, just pause for a second and remember, this woman has been bleeding for 12 years of her life. Like her blood isn't clotting or stopping. She's got this mega sickness. This woman who's been bleeding for 12 years slipped in from behind while Jesus was walking through and lightly touched his robe. And she was thinking to herself, if I can just put a finger on his robe, I'll get well. You know, there'd been stories going around about Jesus. These people had heard the stuff that Jesus was doing. Did you hear about Jesus? This person who had this is now this. Did you hear about Jesus? There was a person and their whole life was troubled and and held back by this, but Jesus has got rid of that. Jesus is doing this. Jesus is doing that. Jesus, and quickly word spread about who Jesus was. And so this lady has heard about Jesus. Here's that that he's walking past. And she goes, if I can just put a finger on his robe, then I'll get well. Jesus turned caught her at it, and then he reassured her. Courage, daughter, you took a risk of faith, and now you're well. And the woman was well from then on. Thank you, Siles, for dropping the F in the group chat. By the way, it's, it's like a video game reference. I don't really get it heaps, but dropping F in the chat is like fail. It's like pay respects. Yeah, it's from Call of Duty. I don't fully understand it. It basically means, oh, that sucks. It's not the swear word F. Okay. Just so that you're all not going, why is Jonah doing it? Okay. Okay. And the woman was well from then on. By now, they had arrived at the house of the town official. We're like, wait a minute, backtrack. Right at the start of the story, a local office. My daughter just died. Come and heal her. Okay, on his way gets fully caught up and distracted by this person who's like bleeding, heals her, all right, keeps going. By now, they've arrived at the house of the town official and they push their way through the gossips looking for a story and the neighbours bringing in casseroles. Love it. Jesus was abrupt. Clear out. This girl is not dead. She's having a nap. She's sleeping. Can you imagine if someone in your family has passed away and they are in the house and there's a whole crowd of people like, oh my gosh, this person has passed away. And the doctors are like, there's no pulse. I'm sorry. They're gone. And this Jesus guy walks in and he goes, she's just sleeping. Everyone's like, get out of my house. (laughs) She's not. She's dead. All right. And Jesus says, no, she's just sleeping. But they told him, He didn't know what he was talking about. But when Jesus had gotten rid of the crowd, he went in, took the girl's hand, pulled her to her feet, alive. The news was soon out and traveled throughout the region. Once again, this news of Jesus just spreading. So, my daughter has just now died. If I can just, yes, you're healed. Heals the daughter. As Jesus left the house, Literally just like triple whammy, walks out. He was followed by two blind men crying out, Mercy, son of David, mercy on us. 
when Jesus got home, the blind men went in with him. They're following him because they're like, dude, Jesus, have mercy on us. And they would have been blind. So like, they're probably like, Jesus, Jesus, no, have mercy. Seriously, they're blind, right? And I love this so much. Jesus said to them, do you really believe I can do this? Like, for real, you reckon I can, you're blind, you reckon I can fix that? And they said, yeah, for real, I believe you can. And so he touched their eyes and said, become what you believe. Do you really believe I can do this? Yes, then become what you believe. Jesus said that to them. It happened. They saw. Then Jesus became very stern. Don't let a soul know about how this happened, but they were hardly out the door before they started blaming it to everyone they met. Good on you guys. Do you really believe I can do this? Then become what you believe. That's what Jesus said to them. Let's keep reading. Also in Matthew, a leper appeared (laughs) and went to his knees before Jesus, praying, Master, if you want to, you can heal my body. Now they're not just like asking. He's like, bro, I know, I've heard the stuff you do. If you want to, you can heal me. And (laughs) this is great. Jesus reached out, touched him, saying, I want to. Boom, drop the mic, love it. He goes, I want to. Be clean. Then and there, all signs of the leprosy were gone. Jesus said, don't talk about this all over town. Just quietly present your healed body to the priests because when you're a leper, everyone knows it because everyone goes, I don't want to get leprosy, so stay away from me. These guys would have been essentially famous because of their leprosy. Everyone would have been like, oh my gosh, it's the guy with leprosy. Don't go near him. Kids, stay away from him. No one, stop absolute cast out from the community, everyone would have known them. And Jesus goes, just show everyone your healed body along with the appropriate expression of thanks to God. Your cleansed and grateful life, not your words, will bear witness to what I have done. The, the change in your life as from a leper to a healed person, that's your testimony. That's what's gonna speak to people. As Jesus entered the village now, because he's just on the outskirts of the village where the lepers were, where the leper appeared and was healed, now he's entering the village. And a Roman captain came up in a panic. And he said, Master, Master, my servant is sick. He can't walk and he's in so much pain. And Jesus has been doing this miracle thing for so long now. He goes, I'll come and heal him. Oh no, said the captain. I don't want to put all that trouble on you. Just give the order and my servant will be fine. It's like every, every story, people are going, oh, yeah, Jesus, Jesus is like, he's for real. Like, this guy's not messing around. It's like, well, first of all, like, there was that person who said his, his daughter was dead and so Jesus was on his way to that and then there was this woman who'd been 12 years sickness, nothing fix it, Jesus fix it and then and he goes over here and then, and then he... This daughter was, this girl was literally dead. And Jesus like, no, nah, she's sleeping. Everyone's like, no, he's not sleeping. Wakes her up. She's alive. Jesus is doing all this stuff. 
time after time, coming through on the miracles that he's promising people. And he's going, do you believe like I can do this? And everyone's suddenly going, yeah, well, you keep doing it. Like, yes. And this captain goes so far to say, don't even, don't worry about coming to my house. Just say right now, just say, just give the order and, he, and they're going to be fine. Okay? I believe that you can. Taken aback, Jesus said, I've yet to come across this kind of simple trust in all of Israel, the very people who were supposed to know all about God and how he works. Then Jesus turned to the captain and he said, go, what you believed could happen has happened. What you believed was possible just happened. And at that very moment, his servant became well. By this time, it's like, it's, honestly, you're reading the Bible and you're just in the book of Matthew and it's like, oh, wow. And it's like, now Jesus saw, he's like, just, this guy doesn't stop. This is one of my favorite ones. By this time, they were in front of Peter's house. On entering, Jesus found Peter's mother-in-law sick in bed, burning up with fever. Okay? I can just picture them walking in together. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Oh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good. What's for dinner? Well, that's the thing, you see. Um... My mother-in-law, she was going to be cooking us a really, really good lasagna. She was saying like four layers of the stuff and the, I was really keen. Oh man, who loves a good lasagna? I mean, and it's like there's the salad, but you never, like the lasagna, you get a big slice, it just takes up the plate and you're like, yep, who needs salad? That's fine, right? The cheesy sauce with the mince and the, oh, it's just great. But he's like, Jesus, I'm really sorry, but my, my mother-in-law is really sick. She's got a fever. She's basically just lying down, can't do anything, right? (laughs) He touched her hand and the fever was gone. No sooner was she up on her feet than she she was fixing dinner for him. (laughs) Jesus like, no, I really want that lasagna. Boom, no, I'm I'm joking. The lasagna part is not in the Bible, but it does say that, (laughs) that he heals her and she was on her feet fixing dinner for them. Sick. Love it. Jesus healed the woman with the bleeding issue. Jesus raised the dead daughter of the official to life. He gave sight to blind men. He cast out leprosy from the man on the outskirts of Capernaum. Jesus gave health to the servant of the Roman captain with just his word. Jesus took away the fever of Peter's mother-in-law and probably got a sick dinner because of it as well. And that's just like a bit of it. That's literally just like, that's just that. That's just a, a chunk of the Bible. Like, it's just a little part in Matthew. That's all in one book. And there's like, in terms of what's in the Bible that's recorded of the miracles Jesus did, there's like over 40 or something, like a lot. And he would have done way more that aren't recorded as well. Okay? Jesus does miracles. Can we agree on that? Then Jesus died on the cross at the end of his life, was risen back to life, goes up into heaven and has he stopped doing miracles? I don't think so. (laughs) The Bible is very clear talking about the character of God, which is that he's the same yesterday, today and forever, for all eternity. God's not some God that's like, oh, you know what? I don't feel like doing that. God is consistent. God is the same. And if I believe that about God and if I just saw the miracles that Jesus was capable of, then man, can I believe that for myself too? Like today, right now? There's just like 
three really simple points, all right, that I want us to just absorb from today and learn to apply. I've been spending so much of my life trying to learn how to get better at this, and I'm still on the path of like, how do I get better at accepting this, all right? Number one, what's a miracle or miracles that you need? For me, that is the hardest part. Oh, I'm just a little bit sick. It's fine. I don't need to pray for that. I think that my friend is going to come to know Jesus. Like, I just got to see him a little bit. It's not, like a, it's not like a miracle thing I need. I just need to spend a bit more time with him, you know? It's like, yeah. My family's not a Christian yet, but I mean, like, you know, I'm working on it, and it's, I feel like it's, it's kind of good. I don't want to bring God into it. My entire, I don't know. But first of all, first step, Let's learn to look for the miracles that we actually need in our life. That's what, man, I've got to get so much better at that. And like I come back to all of this stuff that Jesus was saying to the other people. And there's times in the Bible when there's like a blind man that comes up to Jesus and is like fully blind and he just goes, hey, how can I help you? Like, what do you want? And it's like that for us sometimes. Like we've got this big, massive issue, this big problem that we need, that we can't fix, that we need God. And it's like we stand before Jesus and he's like, what do you want? What do you need? And we're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm fine. Imagine if the blind guy, in, there's, there's a story I didn't include. I wish I did now. But this blind guy that comes up to Jesus and he says, what do you need? And I could just picture the blind guy being like, what do you think? Like, you know, or maybe like he wasn't even facing Jesus. Like, what do you, sorry, where are, you know. But I feel like that speaks so much to us you know, what do you want? Like, what is it that you need? Do you have the courage to actually ask God? Because I think that the reason we don't is because of the number two step. So one is, what's a miracle that we need? And two is, do you have the faith to believe that it's going to happen? Like that God will actually do something? Because I think sometimes it's so hard for us because we think if I pray for that and it doesn't happen, what does that mean? Like, what if God can't do it? Does that, it's like sealing the deal, like it's definitely not going to work or something. And I think of what he said to those blind men. Do you really believe I can do this? They came up to him saying, can you heal us of our blindness? We need healing. I believe that you can do it. And he's like, really? Do you believe it? And they said, yes. They believed. They had faith. And that's where step three is. Jesus lays it out perfectly. He says, become what you believe. What's a miracle that I need in my life? Do I believe that God can actually do that? That he's powerful enough to do that? Do I really believe that? If I do, then become what I believe. Or look in that situation and see the solution that I believe is going to happen. Or look at the sickness and believe and, and look at the healing that I believe God is going to actually do. It's not, it's not all about us going, you know, well, we'll just wait for God to do. Can we just have faith? Can I just, for myself, I just lack faith sometimes. I just go, God, I wish that you would do this or this or this, but I don't actually ask him to because I'd be like, well, I don't know. And I look at all of these stories and the, the pattern that I see is this, this constant progression of Jesus going from miracle to miracle to miracle to miracle and people seeing it and going, oh, 
he can do something. This is not just some guy. And that picks their faith up. And all of a sudden, they have this faith to believe. And I think that we need this kind of faith revival. We need this thing to pick up in ourselves that goes, you know what? I do believe that Jesus can actually do something in my life. Something that's supernatural and un, un, like just completely impossible. And I'm going to ask Adam if he can go and play the keys like a legend. Um, and I'd like us to all stand up right now. And for a really short amount of time, I just want to spend a little bit of time responding to this for myself too. Like, guys, I need more faith in my life. Do you guys want more faith? Faith is like the key to every single one of these stories. Through every single miracle that Jesus did, there was first the person saying, you know what, I need a miracle. The woman that had been bleeding for 12 years didn't sit on the sideline and go, man, I wish Jesus you know, would heal me. I wish I didn't have this problem. She was desperate. She ran up. She knew what she needed. She had the faith to believe that if I just touch his robe, that I'm actually going to get healed. And then bam, she became the thing that she believed in. A fully free woman that didn't have this sickness anymore. Can we all just close our eyes for a second? And I'm going to do this too. Can you just think through your life? And there's so many different ways that we could apply this. What do I need in my life? Like what miracle do I need Jesus to do in my life? Something that only God is going to be able to do. Something that I can't fix on my, on my own. What do I need a miracle for? It can be sickness in yourself or in someone else. It can be people that you've been trying to get to come to God and to, and to become a Christian, but you don't feel like that's happening. It can be family members. It can be any kind of situation in your life. There's no limitations to this. Think of that miracle or those miracles in your head right now. And I want everyone to say out loud, Jesus is my miracle. Say it again. Say it again. God, I believe right now for the things in my life that are just too big for me. All the things that seem possible, but they're just not happening, God. I know that Jesus, you are my miracle. You didn't stay dead on the cross. And so I believe right now that because you are the living alive son of God, that is the same yesterday, today, and for all eternity, that today in my life, you are my miracle. You have not changed. You have not stopped. I believe that you actually care about my life enough to do something. And God, right now I say, I have the faith to believe that. I have the faith to know that the same Jesus who raised people from the dead, who gave sight to the blind, who cast out leprosy from the bodies of people is the same Jesus today who can intervene in my life and do a miracle. I have faith. So Holy Spirit, right now, I pray for that faith revival. 
when we're doubting, when we're scared, when we have fear. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would be the thing that is the catalyst for that faith. You would bring to the front of our minds the times when you have always come through for us, God. The times that your word shows us so clearly the power that you have. You are all powerful, God. So God, I think of my miracle. I have the faith to believe it. And God, I'm gonna believe. I'm gonna become what I believe.